you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Everybody, Matt Michaels here on the Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting with Sin City Steve, our honorary guest bad boy who's been filling in for a number of shows recently, Rob Bussolari from all the way from New York City, uh, right next to Yonkers. Well, I'm in and, Vegas now. Oh, well, I, I'm just saying because New York City never leaves you. That's the whole thing. We can tell. And, of course, our esteemed WWE insider, Travis. And uh, we, uh, this week, uh, got a nice little, uh, well, I I don't know if it was a surprise from the WWE um, as much as um, something that was going to be happening here. And that was uh, a big uh, amount of cuts uh, this year. And um, some of the guys who got cut, Mustafa Ali, uh, Rick Boogs, Elias, um, Critic Moss, Top Dalla, Shelton Benjamin, Emma, Dolph Ziggler, Dava Cato, Dana Brooke, Mansoor, Mace, uh, Quincy Elliott, Shanky. I don't even know who the hell Ulisa Leon is. Uh, Kevin Ventura Cortez, Jero, uh, Brooklyn Barlow, and with. Bryson Montana? <laughs> all right. So uh, for all those people who are just bitching and complaining about WWE releases, um, you know it's bad when you can fucking look at the list and go, who? To some of these people. <laughs> so, um, but Rob, you brought this up. Uh, let's start with your thoughts on uh, some of these releases. I, I was most surprised about to Mustafa Ali because you mentioned it earlier in another uh, broadcast, they were setting him up for a storyline where he was going to fight for the North American title and take on um, the... Uh, I'm blanking out right now. Oh, uh, Dom. Dom. Dominic, Dominic Mysterio. He should also be let go. Uh, no, I kid. He's, he's a heat magnet. He's But uh, yeah, Mustafa Ali, they couldn't figure out what to do with him. That's the problem with Mustafa Ali. They couldn't find a, a vehicle for him, and he's been floundering around forever trying to figure out what to do. Rick Boogs was a no-brainer. He serves no purpose. He's just a big guy that looks like, you know, he looks like Freddie Mercury. Okay. 
the one that I was kind of surprised, and he hasn't been doing much, was Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler was one where he was a company lifer. I, I mean, I remember all the way back since when he was being represented by Vicky Guerrero and he was a world heavyweight champion. He was a WWE lifer. And for that matter, whatever happened to, and maybe he already was released, uh, you know, Bobby Roode, Robert Roode, whatever became of him. Um, Roode's a backstage producer now. Right. So I, I, I'm kind of surprised that they would, maybe that was one of the scenarios by which he said, hey, just get me out of my contract. There's nothing more for me to do here. Um, Emma, she'll go back to the indies or she'll go back to Impact Wrestling or something and maybe have one more run before she's gone for good, and she'll come back as Tennille Dashwood. But a lot of these other guys, Dabba Kato, who is wrestling with Apollo Crews as his general, Dana Brooke, manager, who just, yeah, she just flexes her, you know, um, biceps. Uh, the maximum male models. That was dumb. I don't know why WWE has to keep going with this kind of, uh, just because because they made two fucking you know superstars out of that group with the two people who managed those two idiots. Mm. So I I think that you, you got to for for everything that shit there is a silver lining on some of this. L.A. Knight was L.A. Knight on NXT. Per what I always say about NXT, how worthless it is. He was L.A. Knight on NXT becomes Dupree or whatever the hell, Max Dupree, and then goes right back to L.A. Knight. And, and it was dumb. And, and, and Of and, course and, it was dumb, but he was on the verge of being fired. Remember that. The guy saved himself. That's the whole thing. The thing is, is that Maxine and Max, out of this whole stupid situation, went on to be people who are fucking marketable. Mace and Mother, maybe she has she has about a year and a half left before her Lana days are over. Uh, We know how you feel about the women wrestling, Rob. I know I I feel about the women wrestling that it's better than it's than it's allowed to be. That's my feelings on women's wrestling. It's better than they allow it to be. So she is another TNA character, and oh, she gets a spinning heel kick. Uh, It's a freaking a winning moment for all women everywhere. No, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, she is another TNA character. She'll be gone in a year and a half. Uh, Steve, Steve, give give your thoughts on these cuts, man. Because you know, John made a great point. You got to remember, it is a business. That is what the WWE is. Uh, losses eventually happen because you have to help the bottom dollar, or in this case, cut top the top dollar. dollar. Exactly. Uh, but with any set of roster uh, releases, you have to look at the talent who gets cut and honestly ask yourself, could you see this talent eventually headline WrestleMania? If the answer is no, then they are expendable. Absolutely, 100%. Steve, what are your thoughts on that? I, I agree completely. Um, I think that one thing that we need to keep in mind is this is always going to be a thing because of the environment that WWE has created. And I'm not saying that as a slight on WWE by any means. They've built a machine. They've genuinely built a machine that they can constantly throw talent into it and they can see what comes out of it. And if you're not 
at the standard, the standard is the standard and you will be let go. Um, it, there, there were not really too many names that surprised me out of this list. Um, you know, we talked about Ali. He had asked for his release previously, uh, for one reason or another, it wasn't granted prior to this. Uh, Boogs is saying that he was let go because of backstage politics. Uh, hopefully we can get some clarification on exactly what that, what that is or what those politics were. Um, I mean, the thing that kind of stands out for me is, are you guys, are you guys aware that Dana Brooke was actually under a WWE contract for a longer term than Hulk Hogan during the Hulkamania era? Sit back and let that, let that sink in. Okay. Um, so it, yes, this, this is something that's going to constantly be happening. Um, and as John said, it's a business. Um, of course, we can take a look at this list and we can speculate on where people are going to go. Um, it, I, obviously, Dolph Ziggler stands out as somebody that could easily wind up in AEW tag teaming with his brother. Um, you've got, you know, yeah, Emma could could wind up in, in AEW, but I think she, if she goes back to working anywhere, it will be an impact. Um, I personally would love to see Shelton Benjamin as an agent or a producer in the business. Um, so wherever he lands, if he can, you know, lend his, his talents that way, I think that that would be the absolute best approach for him to take. Um, I think that this is the time where these folks need to look at this as not a, I'm done, but a what's next. Well, speaking of that, Travis, um, you know, I, it's it's interesting because um as we know some of these cuts were um wishes granted um was was cena is that why he was brought back for the yeah to grant to grant ziggler's wish right um there there are actually you know obviously me knowing uh dealing more with orlando than than anything uh above um so these NXT names were few were not surprising. The biggest name on the list, and I'm sorry guys, I have to do this real quick, actually. Um hold on one second. If someone wants to take over for me just for a quick second. Hey, how you doing? All right. So, you know, that, okay. that is that is a point. Um, you know, the uh the NXT names, uh he's he's gonna get to them in one moment here. Um, but if you look at some of these NXT names, um, like I said, those are some of the ones that you go, who? And um, I think that it also, you know, sometimes you get, you forget that it's a fucking development still. Should NXT go back to streaming? Um, no. I think no. that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. They can, they could, they can, they can sell, they can sell ad space as was just reinforced okay um, um so I, yeah. i'm gonna I, I know this may shock a lot of people i'm oh, sorry i was hungry um <laughs> ulyssa leon is the biggest surprise for me and i know she's gonna release a statement probably in the next 90 days um she did ask for her release the company did grant it um i believe that she may eventually come back but ulyssa was the first mexican female to ever be signed by wwe um she started to get a push no surprise 
when a certain Mexican female in another company won the title last year. Um, so yes, she was going to be put the rocket on her because of what Thunder Rosa was doing elsewhere. Um, I am completely shocked. I've been asking around all day about this and it's just, I'm just getting the same answer of she asked for her release. She did post a statement a few hours ago. Her father, she is a second generation uh, talent. Her father wrestled in Lucha Libre. She was a power lifter, a very successful power lifter. Uh, she was in a tag team. Actually, they used her uh, in a four-way, uh, sorry, a four-person tag at the last uh, pay-per-view for NXT, which, you know, was which was a match that almost stole the show uh, because of who was in the match with Nathan Frazier and Tyler Bate and, and so on. So, um, yeah, she's the, to me, she's the biggest surprise because she's young. She's got the look. Athletically, she's almost like a Latin Bianca Belair. Um, so that was the most shocking, especially seeing the company trying hard to keep going to Mexico. And you had the story of the first ever Mexican-born female signed to your company. So um, I think the door is open. I think there's going to be possibly a comeback at some point in her career. She may have some stuff she's got to deal with personally that we'll find out soon. I am Ziggler, um, Ziggler Shelton, not a shock because it was more or less how long have people been under contract and we're in that phase of the company of long-term contracts. Let's see where we're at. Uh, I believe one was 47 and one is 44, 45. So you can see about that. Um, Ziggler going to team with his brother obviously makes a lot of sense. I guess due to drama of his brother's uh, nemesis no longer in that company. Uh, you know, anything's possible. Um, wait, 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 wait. Travis, 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 Hmm? did you just kind of hint that the reason they got rid of Dolph Ziggler is because CM Punk's coming in and they didn't want that middle man (laughs) with the heat? I think that's what you just said. Punk said only one Nemeth or no Nemeth around me, (laughs) (laughs) no Nemeth. So, you know, I was, you know. Ziggler is to an extent a shock, even though with the long-term contract and everything, because one, uh, he was a company guy like The Miz that you were sending out to do all of the media. But at the same time, I think with a major promote company like Endeavor on their side now, they may have their own media, you know, ideas and so forth. Um, Ziggler was one that they always, you know, especially with the political year coming up, he was one that they always sent to the political conventions, yep. uh, Democrat and Republicans. Um, so that that was very interesting. Uh, he was on Fox News a lot. So that that, that was interesting. But like I said, the, the biggest shock to me was Ulyssa. And um, so we'll, we'll see. Ali, like I said, uh, I, I'm shocked about Ali only because I would have thought maybe they would have let him go through the pay-per-view next week. I mean, it wasn't like the pay-per-view was a month away. The pay-per-view seven days away that he was already booked on, and they, they pulled that out, you know, away. So that that's very interesting. The title is being defended tomorrow on Raw with Dragon Lee. So that's going to be a interesting thing for, for where that North American title, do they go with Dragon Lee? Uh, How is Dragon Lee going to handle this? You know, his first... Uh, major TV appearance in front of a large audience for WWE. So that's going to be interesting where they go with the North American title, since it was actually in, in, in a storyline. Um, 
Dana Brooke was currently in a storyline on NXT. She was forming a tag team that, you know, it looked like she was about to turn heel. Uh, so there was another person who was in the middle of a storyline that, that was released. Uh, same with Matt Riddle, who was you know, technically in two storylines with Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton, um, who was released. So it, the, the, the intriguing part is they had no problem releasing people who were in the middle of storylines. Usually it's people who are just floundering, which, you know, most of the roster that list was. But the fact that, you know, one person was going for a title within seven days of his release and the three others were actually in the middle of major storyline. Well, not major, but, you know, compelling storylines, TV time storylines. You know, it wasn't like these were just storylines on, on the network. You know, these were t- storylines on, on, on television. So. But they did that with Alistair Black and Big E. They were in the middle of a feud, and they cut Alistair. Not not new for WWE to do that. Yeah. But- uh, not new, but, you know, these were... With, with Big E and Alistair, it was going somewhere, but you still had about a month or so to get to that spot. You know, Dana was a week away from turning. Uh, Mustafa Ali was a week away from getting a title match. Drew and Drew and and Randy were every week, so or Drew and uh, Riddle, so you know that, that that that's that's where that that was a very interesting part. Um, I think so John, we'll, John, John just made a point, Travis, that I think is this is what I was going to ask. Uh, Endeavor was probably like, "We're paying you how much? You complain all the time." There's the door. And, there's a, and I think there's going to be a lot of that. And I, I can honestly say that I was aware of a number. And as of the most recent release of yesterday, that number has not been reached yet. So we could be going into week two of releases, which I think is very likely because uh, the number was high. I was shocked about this number, but then he's like, you know, they got to do what they got to do. And, you know, I'm still trying to be convinced of how B-Fab and Ashanti still are there and top dollar is not. You know, I I know he had no major heat, you know, backstage. And a lot of it was, you know, presented on Twitter and so forth. But um, it's, it's interesting if they actually do keep those two, even if they keep them for six months. You know, past you know, top dollars. So we'll we'll see. Is, is Swerp still? Is he still singing over there? Is he? He need a, a hit row reunion. You know, I I heard Insync. I heard Insync was possibly re, uh, reuniting. Could we get a hit row reunion to her? Oh please! Well, that's, but that's on TBS. Point. That's a great point, Travis. Um, you did say hi. You did say hi. So, so Steve, you know, speaking of high, how many of these guys does Tony Khan just fucking go and just sign for no fucking reason? Uh, so, so you know, it, it it's one of those things that I would love for the answer to be a couple, but unfortunately, I think he's gonna go out and sign half a dozen. Uh, you know, I, I I could I could see people like Ziggler, they could they could take a chance on Mustafa Ali as well. Um, It's, it's just, it's just one of those things. I mean, you know, it it really just depends on, you know, what kind of a direction that they really want to go. 
Um, I would love to think that Tony would be smarter with his money this time around, especially because this crop of free agents isn't exactly alluring. Um, I would love to see Matt Riddle in AEW. All things considered, I know. I, I know. I would I would enjoy seeing him in AEW. I think I think Riddle I think out of that list, uh Shelton will get a um I'm sorry, can you take over real Yeah, for um, sure. I, I I would love I would love for Shelton to be, like I said, backstage. Um give him an agent or producer gig with AEW. I mean, that is that's that's the type of role that he should embrace at this point. And I think that it's something that he could do extremely well too. I would say with Riddle, I would rather him end up on impact for a while or put him on ring of honor where he can get some polishing. If you're going to do that at all. Uh, the obvious choice with, um, with Ziggler is to pair him up with his brother. That's the only one that is, that's a slam dunk, simple one. How far they go with it and how much chemistry the two have is to be seen if that should be a reality. Um, some of these other guys, Daba Kato, uh, uh, Brooke, great. She's been with the company a while. Great. They try to do stuff with them. I can't see a place for them. Uh, Impact Wrestling keeps coming to mind because it's a chance to reinvent yourself. But, but that's a great point, and that is this. The level of talent that's been released – is impact wrestling level talent yep these guys can be great in impact wrestling but if you go and put them on bigger stages they're nothing but early mid carters at best so i think um i see emma being allowed to do a one-time appearance at the uh australian show in february yeah mm -hmm. I, I think that that should you know, happen. For Maybe sure. whether, whether it's a um, you know, oh there she is in the front row, or they do some type of all Australian women's match. I I I really see her at the show in Australia in February. Um, beyond that, I don't see her with the company at that point. Um, her her tweet was so amazing, like the yeah. fact that. She, she tweeted the promotion of the of the event, and then it was like ten minutes later. She's like, "Oh, I just got cut. Never mind." I was like, "Wow, what the f like? What timing was that?" Um, but isn't but isn't that Shelton? Isn't I you know everyone's saying producer, but really, what did the producer in AEW do? Can can we can we answer that? And and I I don't mean that as a knock, but no, I don't mean that at all as a knock. But you know, you got Chris Hero there, you got Demolinko. Um, and every time I, I hear shit, it's like, oh, the talent doesn't listen to us. So it's like, you know, I kind of wanted to see Shelton go to NXT and work mm -hmm. with Braun Breaker and Von Wagner and, and, and Ali and people like that. You know, I, I, I wish that that could have happened. So, uh, I don't, I, I don't know, you know, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. I think, uh. You guys may be having part two of this conversation a week from today. Right. Cedric Alexander is the top of that list. Mm -hmm. Let's yeah. face it. But who else would you say is on the chopping block? If Besides Cedric Alexander, are there any other names that just leap off the page? 
Um, there's, I think you're going to get a few more of these unknowns, these people who've been on level up. Um, I believe the current number at the performance center is about 150. Uh, given that you do have another NIL class coming in, you just had tryouts with indie wrestlers happen over the past week. So that's back on, you know, schedule giving indie wrestlers trials. So you can't keep adding without subtracting. So, and that's going to go for main roster also. Uh, who on the main roster? I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I'm, there's people I, I could probably name, but I probably shouldn't right now. Well, um, one of the things that John uh, just said in the chat is maybe, maybe part of these roster cuts is to free uh, salary space for a Will Osprey or, dare I say, MJF. Well, thank God neither one is coming to the company. So, and, you know, it's, I, I, don't, I don't follow Osprey. I haven't seen much of his work, so I can't really co comment on. But just from what I've seen, Per, you know how many stars he gets per year per day per hour whatever i don't feel he's a wwe wrestler um and, and, that's, and that's not a bad thing and that's not a bad thing some people just don't fit the, the mold of a sports entertainer some people are actually pro wrestlers and not sports entertainers and there are two different things those are two different jobs and a lot of people can't comprehend that. And if you can comprehend that, you'll understand and you'll be successful in the industry. But if you can't comprehend the difference between being a sports entertainer and a pro wrestler, you're you're going to be stuck and you're going to end up on Netflix in 10 years saying how your your coach is, you know, is cool, but the owner of the company is a, is a dick. And, you know, you're wrestling in front of the uh, Cincinnati State Fair or wherever the fuck you are. Yeah, well, 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 that company just got more exposure than AEW gets on a fucking Saturday night. So let's just say that Ohio Valley hit the jackpot with that one. All right, there's going to be a lot of discussion on this. Like I said, possibly uh, more coming up uh, next yeah. week. Um, let's talk a little bit of Chris Jericho on AEW dealing with backstage issues, people focusing on negativity and downplaying positivity. Um, Jericho appeared on Busted Open this week, and while CM Punk was not mentioned by name, there was a discussion on how the backstage issues at AEW All In overshadowed the historic Wembley Stadium show for some fans. Jericho commented on if he was frustrated by how quick the incident between Punk and Jack Perry uh, hit the internet. And um, Jericho, uh, this is great. Um, Steve, you gave me this article with 90 freaking pop-ups where you can't read stuff. There really it's wasn't much this. in the article. It, it, it's basically, it's like, hey, look, uh, there, there's a lot of problems backstage. We're trying to keep uh, be positive, and anything that positive that does happen gets overshadowed by a few bad events behind the scenes. That was the gist of what he said. There wasn't really he didn't go into much detail because, you know, Jericho's a professional. He doesn't want to, you know, expose too many direct names. So he kept it very vague. And it was kind of like saying, hey, look, there is negativity backstage, but not enough that it should ever downplay what we've accomplished as a company. And they're saying eighty one thousand, you know, eight thousand of those seats being giveaways by Tony Khan. So they still filled out Wembley. 
And and what happened? They did. It's suck it up, Buttercup. It happened. Oh, it didn't happen the way I Jesus wanted it to. Christ. Well, who gives a shit? You know, you numbers doesn't make you a mark. It means numbers happened. Suck it up. So he. Uh, that was the whole point. That, that, that was the whole point that this, something this is, big happened, is, and it should not have been overshadowed by CM Punk. So, since we're talking about numbers, uh, uh, three years ago, twenty thousand in Arthur Ashe. Last year, fourteen thousand in Arthur Ashe. This year. Barely hit ten thousand and Arthur Ashe. Let let's you know we're gonna talk about numbers. With Jericho, Jericho's mad at you know how things leak out. Be mad at your fucking talent then, and and your employees, because for certain journalists to have the Punk uh, Perry situation five minutes after it happened. I mean, no fan leaked that shit out. You know, that's 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 inner office dealings. So stop trying to downplay that there's no drama. You know, worry about who on your roster is leaking this shit so quickly. So whatever, Jericho. Well, um, that's stupid I, idiot. I kind of by him, so it don't matter. I can kind of read now, um, although. Steve, like I said, there's a lot of pop-ups, and Magic Mike keeps coming up for the live show here in Las Vegas, <laughs> which is kind of weird. What version but... did you click on, Steve? I didn't get that. <laughs> hey, um, there you go, man. <laughs> but Jericho said, it's wrestling, though, man. It's only rock and roll. I think people like to focus on the negative. I remember when I got into the fight with Goldberg in Milwaukee at a WWE event in 2003, it was on. It was out on whatever version of the internet was then. Ten minutes later, so it's not like this is the first time there's been incidents backstage. It happens. I just think now with social media that people want to jump on the negative. Um, he says we know the issues. The issues have been um, rectified, but the point is, it's like there's so much positive things going on. And those things are always kind of a little bit downplayed, but it's the negative that gets focused on. I know what's going on in the locker room and we know what areas we need to work on. I mean, negative press is negative press. So Steve, this is something that you brought up story-wise. Um, Steve, does it fall on Dave Meltzer going and putting out this shit to get people to click on his fucking shit. I mean, is, is that what it comes down to? The reason negative is focused on is because that's what people will click on. They don't want to hear about how great things are going. They want to hear how shitty things are going. So without you, you bring up a really good, a really good point. And to be honest, I hadn't even thought about that as being the angle that I would take coming out of, you know, reading this story. But yeah, it, it, there has to be something to do with these news outlets and, you know, the publishers of these websites, because they know that there's an inherent bias and an us versus them type of a mentality between wrestling fans. Uh, it's something that we talk about ad nauseum on this show almost every single week, uh, how there's tribalism, you know, anti AEW, anti WWE, we're all guilty of it to some degree. Um, but the, the fact is that. You know, I, I do think that Jericho brings up at least a good point, even if he's saying it for 
a, a bit of a PR reason. Um, and that's all that we ever hear seemingly is the negativity. Um, of course there was, you know, all of the, the stuff that came out about all in quite frankly, all in should have been the biggest celebratory weekend in the history of the promotion. And instead we had man children getting pissed off at each other and just being very, very juvenile and detracting from what should have been the biggest weekend in the entire company's history. Um, it, it's, it's really frustrating to see as a fan, especially if you have a vested interest in a particular company and you want them to succeed, which quite frankly, us as wrestling fans, even if you're not an AEW fan, newsflash surprise you should want aew to succeed because it's going to generate more positions for people to work in this industry it's going to make the products better as a result because you have that that element of competition uh, no matter how much each each other promotion wants to say that oh well, they're they're not competition or if they try to downplay that you know, that AEW is not trying to be competitive with WWE as they did when they first started business. Um, it's, it's something that, yeah, they need to make their intentions known. And just, I can't get over how many times individuals in that company allow themselves to be put over the brand itself. And it all starts at the top with Tony Khan. We've mentioned it on this show, but it's coming to a head and I really don't want it to cost them money. I don't want it to cost them rights deals. I don't want them to cost, I don't want it to cost them the company itself because all of those things could be gone in just the blink of an eye. That's why Cody said he wanted out and he was glad to not be there anymore. When he was the face of the company for those first two seasons, there was no Tony Khan at first. It was Cody Rhodes as the face. So I, I'm not, an idiot i realize something's wrong when you have your own brand and you're the ambassador to that brand and you're in the ring and then you decide it's too much for me to deal with i mean if you're talking about leaving a company in that scenario for the possibility of getting a long-term story where you may be the champion then there's something wrong with the company if it's gotten to that point um but it's like you said, they need to succeed. We need, is there going to be a Monday Night Wars type scenario again? No, I don't think it's ever going to be that scenario. Um, but if we're getting close to a million viewers every week on a Dynamite, I want that. I want WWE to have to take a second look at their at the other players in the field and go, all right, we need to step up our game a little bit. Because but, but I, is, that, is that not a myth? Because... That's what keeps, you know, everyone who wants to point the finger at WWE and go, this is going to make them better is full of shit because they're going to do whatever the fuck they want to do. But it's, 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 it's bad in the sense that we were told for years, there is no other wrestling out there. It's just blue brand. There was, there was, you had fucking impact slash TNA. You had ring of honor. You had new Japan. The wrestling was there. This fucking mentality of us versus them wasn't. And that's the thing. And I'll tell you, CM Punk is the fucking example of this. Mr. I come back and I say, I love this so much. I sat on my ass for seven years because no one would pay me the fucking money I wanted because no one had a billion fucking dollars like mm -hmm. this asshole does. And this guy is fucking up this shit 
And everyone runs to the defense of the company. It's not about the fucking wrestling or the company as a wrestling company. It's about the megalomaniac who is running this shit. And that's a problem because he's the one who creates this whole we're against them bullshit. And they don't even fucking pay attention except for the few times they like to take shots every now and then. Travis, is it true that all this falls on Thunder Rosa? Of course it does. You know, I mean, I still think she's locked in the bathroom in whatever arena that is that Britt Baker is still trying to find her in, you know, but, um, is she injured? For those, for, for those asking, it was a grilled cheese with, uh, grilled onions. I don't eat meat. So it's the only thing I like at In-N-Out. Um, um, it's funny how we live in an era right now, September, 2023, where if you really sit and think if the two heads of the company were taken away, those companies may run a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we, we saw, you know, Vince step away for a bit and Hunter took over and you saw how that happens. And let's just be honest. Tony has, to, I, I, he can own it. He can run it. He can dress up and cosplay as orange Cassidy all he wants and do the Daniel Garcia dance to an extent. Um, Brian Danielson. Brian there, there Danielson. needs to be. I don't. Brian I don't even Danielson. know if it's Brian Danielson. I like people like Brian Danielson, but I'm like, how? Why? Like, Hunter actually had to work his way. You know, you can't just put someone because they're a great wrestler and have them run a company. That if you're a great wrestler, that doesn't mean you know how to run a company. You know, Hunter actually had to work in the office before getting NXT. And then he actually had to run NXT, and he ran NXT to an success. Success going to NBA arenas and selling out 13,000 people, and then got into the WWE production, you no know, office standpoint, and and ran that. Um, they Tony don't needs have the time. They don't have that time. They need Tony needs. I, I know he. Tony needs an. He needs an office. And I don't mean a building where he sits in and, and he needs an office staff. He doesn't need people who are relatives of wrestlers. He doesn't need people who are friends of wrestlers to get positions that they have no qualifications for. None. He needs people who actually know what the fuck they're doing. And I, it sucks that there are some few, you know, from the past that have and still currently go and bash Tony weekly because i think sometimes they could actually be helpful you know to his product to an extent but you know he he got he got conned by cm punk you know he it it, it sucks because yes there does need to be a number two a strong number two not a distant number two there needs to be a strong number two and we are we are currently with AEW being a Strong but distant number two. Let's forget about the, these ratings. Let's forget about trying to hit a million. Let's forget about trying to hit 900,000 consistently. Let's worry about why a fucking house show from the other company is selling more tickets than your television show. Your number one TV show each week is selling not less, but way less tickets than a WWE house show. Last night in Palm Springs, WWE, 9,000 for a house show. 
You know what the attendance was in Colorado last week for Dynamite? Barely three. Yeah. How does a a product with no cameras, no Roman, no Cena sell out? And a product with Daniel Bryan and Moxley and and everyone can only pull three thousand. That's ridiculous. That's that's where the issue lies. You know, make it look like this is the place. WWE right now, you can turn on, you know, Monday or, or Fridays, or even to an extent NXT. And it looks like the cool place to be. You may not like the storylines, you may not know the talent, but you can show someone a certain segment of Raw, SmackDown, or NXT where the fans are hype, and it looks like, damn, that looks like a party. No wonder there's that many people in that building. When Jay Uso comes out and does the, the hand gestures, and they do that wide shot of the whole arena doing it. That looks fucking cool. When Roman goes out there and the entrance is 18 minutes long. But he holds that finger up and the pyro is going off like crazy. That looks fucking cool. When you have 300 people in a small studio chanting NXT or, or drag it off or whatever. That looks fucking cool. Well, now, wait a minute. Now, you had a bunch of layoffs in WWE from their backstage or offices. Would it be beneficial for Tony Khan to pick some of those people up? I some mean, we, people that were well, redundant. first of all, a lot of those people were in the office, so you, you really don't know what they did or, or he he has no clue. I mean, if you, if, you, if you want that question answered, of course it would be beneficial. But how come last year when Ryan Katz and Road Dogg got laid off, neither one of them got a fucking AEW job? And I can tell you what. Yep. One, for sure, if not both, but I can tell you one definitely reached out to AEW and did not get a response. But yet, You're talking some, guy, about some, right? some guy can create a fucking, you know, um, whatever he created on Twitter about how many minutes black wrestlers have gotten on AEW, and now he's on the fucking AEW payroll. No offense to certain people. Like I said, we need maybe we need to stop hiring fans or friends and, and relatives who have no uh, experience of what they're doing and maybe hire people who actually have experience of what they're doing. You know, when Ryan Katz was a free agent last year, that was probably one of the biggest, you know, yep. mistakes that, that, that Tony Khan did not pick up. Yep. Because if you know what he does in NXT, I would have been on the phone instantly, instantly, you know? So, uh, I mean, I, I can't say if, if who, uh, who got released as far as as office and what they did but if there's someone of, of substance and if they reach out i would make sure you know and may and, th and that's the thing um, where, where are people sending their their resumes to is it going directly to tony khan and he's just so fucking busy he doesn't see the emails you know is there an hr department that's not following up on aspects so uh, you know that's yeah it's, that no, that it's the truth. It's the truth, though. It's the truth, because their their office departments, um, there isn't coherency, and that's part of the problem. And um, I mean, people people mention about you no know, mega the 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 lawyer and stuff, and it's like, I think technically, isn't she still the lawyer for the Jaguars? So it's like this time this time of year, how busy is she? You know, this is we're in NFL season. 
I'm sure there's legal shit going on daily you have to watch out for. And now trying to figure out what this wrestling company is. I will and say this about Tony Khan is he's always treated it as this is a side project I have with dad's money versus I have to make this company work. It reminds me a lot of, unfortunately, TNA with Dixie Carter, where he treated it as, as a pet project and not the project. And I, I, I feel opposite of that. Right. I feel he loves his company. I really feel he loves his company. And this is his his full 100% project. Um, but he just doesn't know how to run a business. Because technically he doesn't run the Jaguars. He's affiliated with the Jaguars in a very, 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 very high position. But he doesn't run the Jaguars. So what does he actually know about running something? He's a fan. He's a fan that went to PWG, that went to, that watched NXT, that loved wrestling. And, you know, you give any, any, anyone out here, any four of us, anyone, the amount of money that he has and, and create a company, we're going to make a shit ton of mistakes the same way that he's doing. You know, um, he's just under the microscope harder because he talked so much shit when he created the company. And he should have just kept quiet. Well, and, and just and said, "This is what I'm going to do, and I have a TV deal, and I'm just going to go with it." But he talked a lot of shit, and he still does to this day. You know, and, and don't go out there and talking shit, and then you get all all pissy when someone calls your your promotion secondary because the way a lot of shit has been going down the past couple weeks, it looks secondary. And that's a great point John just brought up. According to TK. He worked 80-hour work weeks before Collision had its debut episode. Now it's more, according to him, which is the statement he just made this fucking week, which is probably one of the most ridiculous fucking things you could say to make yourself look like an ass clown. I I, I, I hope, you know, I, I, I really want him to succeed. There's a lot of people over there who have jobs who really needed jobs. A lot of people get an exposure that shouldn't have exposure. They, they still need training, but it is what it is. But, you know, the thing with Tony, and I think we've gone off topic of what the topic was, but, you know, this has always been my thing. Why are we lighting people on fire and then instantly putting them, them out? Right. Wardlow is my biggest question. Where the fuck is Wardlow? Is he injured? Absolutely. No, is he injured? Because no. I don't know. If he's injured, then, no. you know, I won't bring him up. No, not at all. But if, if he's not injured, where the fuck is Wardlow? Yeah. Didn't did did Sky Blue didn't Sky Blue get hot for a second? Didn't Willow Nightingale get hot for a second? You know. But 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 that's the thing, Travis, is that you know, like Sky Blue is a perfect example of someone who you give a little push to, and then she's losing to Julia Hart this week. Yeah, it's like I I, I looked at the card for Seattle next week, and I still only see one one women's match on there. And like I tell everyone, look at NXT between 8.35 and 8.55. There's more women on NXT between those 20 minutes than Tony puts on in the whole week. That's sad. That's really sad. You know, looking at the pay-per-view next week and seeing only one women's match. Knowing that someone's coming back soon and whose spot is she going to take? Right. Exactly. You know, and how long is her spot going to be there? You know, so it's like... We're, we're, we're like, 
Wait, 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 wait a minute. I got I got one problem with that that analogy. This is just my mindset. Is the point of being on NXT to be on NXT or is it to get your way to the main roster? And if that's the case, most of those people won't make it to the main roster anyway. And if they do, they're going to be gone within the year. I mean, they did that to Keith Lee. He got to the main roster and he was Bearcat within a year and a half. Okay. So, and he's doing and, so much better in AEW right now. And 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 in that year and a half, at least he was being viewed by NFL ratings of 1.2 million people compared to what uh, you want to let, be let, in the company let's say, for a let, long let's say time. His, and I'm not team? saying that AEW is doing a great job with them. That's my point is if if we're going to talk about NXT and keep it within the sphere of WWE universe, uh, if the purpose of NXT is to not stay on NXT, then those people are all going to fail invariably and be on this chopping block that we're talking okay. about in the first place. You're going to find more people to fail through NXT, but the ones who are successful are extremely successful. I believe two NXT stars main event at uh, WrestleMania female match this year. I believe two NXT stars female females main event at WrestleMania last year. You know, uh, I believe Keith Lee was a tag team champion with someone else, and they still have not had a match after a year in AEW. So... No one can compare Keith Lee's WWE run or his NXT run to his AEW run because he did way more under the WWE umbrella compared to what he's doing in AEW. And then at this point, we live in a life where I no longer compare WWE to, to AEW because you can't because they're two different realms. I compare AEW to NXT and we're almost we're almost at the point where we're just going to have to start comparing WOW or Impact to AEW because I mean, realistically, let's let's just be honest. You know, it's right now. It's it's what's NXT and AEW doing? You cannot say Raw or SmackDown anymore. You just honestly can't because they'll just pull shit out of their ass. And there's the Rock and Pat McAfee in the middle of the ring out of nowhere. You know, so it's like it's it's really NXT. But is I mean, also with with NXT and the the amount of people that are in the performance center right now, they're all it, it, uh, nil stars. So. Maybe a lot of them don't even know the difference between being in, on NXT and, and being on the main roster. They hear things of being on the main roster, you make more money, but their goal right now, their checks still say WWE on it. So to them, they're WWE superstars. You said it's, it's NXT. Do you mean the, the – and I just want to – I'm just asking. I'm not – you think the quality on NXT is better than what's coming out in Raw and SmackDown? The quality of – The NXT the, the, programming. The storytelling, the writing – uh, the uh, the growing skills of the talent that that's that's going through there. Do you think that what's happening on NXT that that program is a better quality than Raw or SmackDown by and large? In 2023 overall, yes. Because on SmackDown, all you had was the Bloodline that carried the show that sold the tickets. Can you tell me anything else besides the Bloodline on SmackDown? No, no, I'm, I'm and I and he, and I said that can, can, City can, can you, verify. Can you, I said can that you, last week. That can you tell me anything besides Cody Rhodes on Raw? Maybe, well, maybe Judgment. They're, they're revolving judgment everything around. Maybe judgment. judgment Day at this point, but Judgment Day just got hot because you got to remember about three months ago it looked like Judgment Day was like right. maybe fading away, but they, they got hot. But you but, also have to credit. You also have to credit Sammy and KO on both shows. And those yeah, two but, are your but I, I I I circle that as I group that in with Bloodline. Because Bloodline needs someone to dance with, so that's who their dance partners were for the and most part. So you know, 
and so does, and we're seeing that with the same thing with Judgment Day. Yeah. Dancing with them now. But yeah. John just brought John just brought up a really good one, Imperium, and that is from the basis of NST coming up. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I I'm kind of Imperial is a huge few huge favorite of mine and i'm kind of sad to see you know the dissension of of uh vinci and 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 kaiser you know because they were one of my favorite tag teams in the past couple years but you know walter in general it's like yeah. people ask me now who's going to win the rumble i'm like it's probably going to be walter you know or gunther excuse me yeah. um so uh but yeah i think overall from a show from top to bottom the the two hours that they're allowed it I, I believe NXT is the best WWE brand product uh, of at least this year, you know, um, because you can I, you can name a lot of different things that are going on. They may come at you very fast and, you know, uh, often, but you can at least name a few things. Like I said, Raw, you just have Cody and, and Judgment Day carrying the, the three hours and SmackDown. It was it was, uh, you know, bloodline. Well, that is going to be where we kind of wrap it up for three count. We're not going to get to the third count because we kind of did uh, a little uh, time. Well, what, what was the third count? The CEO is not here on the show today, so we can go over. You're getting permission from me to go over, you know. So what, what, what's, what's the, 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 the third count? He's going to probably edit all this out anyway, but we'll still talk about it. Moxley. Moxley Mox? and Phoenix. Moxley and Phoenix, and you know, um, real quick, I, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I, it's it was a learning experience. I, I, here's a, we'll go back to Tony. I think Tony Khan's going to need a lot of learning experiences, and unfortunately, and I hate to say this, but it's the fact that sometimes the learning experience may be a a severe injury in the ring, um, because you need to know what's going to happen. Um, and you need to learn from that. Uh, we, we've seen, you know, while it wasn't severe, we've seen Enzo Amore get thrown to the bottom rope and get knocked out in the middle of a match, and they stopped it live on, on Raw. Um, you get mad when WWE, Samoa Joe, take over. Uh, he's bleeding like crazy, and, you know, they they cut away. Or even Kevin Owens, most recent pay-per-view, he's bleeding like crazy, and Likely WWE has enough cameras where they can cut to other parts and while the medical team is working on 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 the talent at the time and so forth. Um, I think Moxley was a learning experience for Tony Khan. I hope he learned how to handle situations like this second by second. Um, hopefully his referees are smartened up at this point to know to call it as a shoot. If they say, if, if, if the talent tells you, this is it. You got to count that three. You can't like you know. Well, they could just, have learned that from Matt Hardy, uh, they, but Mac, uh, uh, Gravara, Sammy Guevara. Yeah, yep. there's a, there's a lot of things they could have learned, but they haven't. So we're we're hoping this time with his top star as a champ and doing an audible of having the title change hands. That's not planned. Hopefully, he has learned at this point, and you know, next time because there are going to be next times. And hopefully next time it goes a lot smoother, you know, um, I, it sucks for Mox. Mox goes out there and, you know, he gets a bad rap for doing all the indies and doing all the blood. And, you know, it, it, it sucked because it was cool for the past, you know, two, three weeks, however long he's held the title. 
all the shield members were holding belts in the company in yeah. their companies right now um so that that's one thing that from nxt you know the shield all champions right now even though you know two of them were already talent before the shield um but you know it's 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 uh it was it was interesting i i didn't see the match i've obviously saw the clips and originally thought that the pile drivers were the the cause and i still haven't seen the one the the move that was actually the cause but you know i mean uh it's going to be interesting uh hopefully no international tours soon because i guess phoenix can't really travel so (laughs) the international uh, champion that can't go internationally yeah but we'll we'll see where things go what what he does with the title uh coming up but but that brings up that brings up a good question rob and um that is simply this um ray phoenix all right The, the question is that style it's high flying it's exciting for fans but it's also extremely dangerous and it goes both ways not only for the talent you know who's executing the move but the talent who's taking it. it's not just him commanders doing the ring uh the run across the ropes there's a lot of guys who are putting in that level of work Eo uh, david kingo is is performing at that level and if i could just get that level of performance in the ring with some well-written stories and marry the two uh you have something unbeatable there uh, as far as NXT goes, I I have such a hard time watching it. I tuned in and they had some guys dressed up like the Matrix sitting on the back of the bleachers. Come on, man, that's the that's the metaphor. That's no Amdar and his crew. What are you talking? Some guys. That's the metaphor. They were Where boring. It was Come stupid. Boring. Come down, childish. Come down I, to Orlando and be my it. guest. Come down to Orlando and be my guest to NXT. You, you got to come down now. The metaphor, the metaphor is far from boring. They're the most entertaining thing on NXT right now. Which I mean, they're better than, than 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 the uh, someone and uh, and their well, mom. That's, that's their the mom driving them in the van to the ring. You know, but, but oh, that, see, I find that funny. I find that more entertaining than the guys doing a twenty-year-old. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh my I, God! I was. Just... I haven't. I haven't done this in forever. But there's some. <laughs> yeah, um, can we do this guy? <laughs> Steve, um, you know what? John John brought up a great point here, and this is what I'm getting. No, at. he didn't. Vikino <laughs> apparently got injured so bad that he's in a wheelchair. You can't be extreme every second of the match. And the problem right now is that with that luchador style, it's gotten so extreme because everything is about clips. And that's the problem. You know, you can say how bad a gimmick is. But the problem is, is the fact that if you're unsafe in the ring because you're trying to execute shit that people are going to talk about, then you're going to run the risk of injuring people on a regular basis. And I think that that gets overlooked with the difference in style now. Strong style, ironically enough, I believe is safer. Yes, than luchador style yep yeah and and you you really make a good point there um the one thing that i would that i would kind of caution you on is you know it's not it's not just lucha um it's well it's become a high it's 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 this this belief it's this belief that you know people are going to do absolutely anything they can to get noticed 
And, you know, we've seen it over the, the last five years. I mean, that stuff's been happening at an exponential rate uh, higher than, than ever before. But the mere fact is that, yes, professional wrestling, um, and, you know, if you've listened to this show, you've heard me say on numerous occasions, Dynamite feels like crash TV, and it feels like as if they're trying to recreate something from a time gone by. Um, I think that you have a show, a brand that quite frankly facilitates that and is going to elicit that type of a response that the viewer is going to expect everything to be crash TV. You know, when one match ends, the other match is starting and people are coming to the ring. You know, it's, there's, there's no time to let anything breathe. Um, I am very, very uh, optimistic that the changes that they've made with collision, um, yeah. I'm hoping that those start to bleed into dynamite. Um, the problem that we're that you know could easily be pointed to with something like that is going to be ratings. People aren't watching collision yet; it's the best show on AEW's programming for the week consistently, and quite frankly, it's the best paced show that actually does the best job of attempting to get the people on it over. Um, and we've, we've talked about how the, the writing teams or, you know, that the, uh, the people that have creative input are different between the two shows. Um, I, I, I don't want to say that I want both shows to be exactly alike, but I do wish that that would be one thing that Tony Khan would take over to dynamite is letting things breathe, not be so focused on just crash TV and well, Agreed. let's fucking throw it on the wall and see what sticks. Travis, does it come down to this? And that is simply that a super kick party needs to fucking go away because um, the I mean, a lot of this centers around their thought process and style. I'm going to surprise everyone and say no. Um, what I think is that if you're EVP, that's your job and nothing else. You're no longer allowed to walk through that curtain. Because the one thing everyone bitched about Hunter when he got an office position was that, well, he's still beating people in the ring and he's still doing this. And I'm sure some of the people who are EVPs in another company are the same people that yelled at Hunter for being an office employee but still having a talent contract and, and not losing the people or you know burying people i think if you're evp in a company that has been struggling the past 12 months and whatever aspect of struggling you want to stick on to wherever i think they should no longer walk through the curtain i think they should worry about what's going on backstage i think they should run their wrestling organization and make it to what they want it to be to what CM Punk was talking about in essence, was he not to what it started to what it started out as, you know, um, you can manage a target, but most likely you're not going to, uh, be running the register because you've hired people to do that for you. Right. So I think they need to focus on being EVPs, learn the process of being an EVP, and then you can walk into Hollywood. You can walk into sports events. You can walk into all this shit where you see other sports entertainers at yeah. and say, I'm an EVP of this company. 
because this is what I know. And I'm not just out here in my, you know, $500 Jordans with thumbtacks on the bottom, you know? So I, I think they should learn. And, and so, because I respect those two the most, I respect them a lot. Like I said, I've, I've personally have known the bucks. I mean, I'm not saying we're best friends or anything, but I've known them for a long time when they were in a skating rink in Victorville, you know, and to see where they're at now, it's nothing but respect for them. Nothing but respect for them. You know, so much respect that, you know, there, there's, there's things that, that WWE does. It's and because they see AEW is like, has their fingerprints on certain things. Most currently will be tomorrow night. <clears throat> when Raw's in Ontario, California, you know, not a real major market for Raw. It's gotten TV shows before, um, but you know, we know what company has been running more TV out of Ontario in the past, you know, three years than you know a certain other company. So um, WWE saw that there's there's an audience there, you know, and you know WWE ran Ontario before prior before AEW did, but you know to get to get a very hot product at this point instead of going another 40 50 minutes to anaheim or la no there there's it says a lot um and AEW is part of that reason but yeah i i i think the bucks need to to focus you know and even if it means omega has to focus because he's the evp you know if he has to step away and learn that evp you know maybe step away learn learn what it what it takes what it means to be evp and if you're kenny omega Maybe you have time to work on this video game, you know, and and so forth like that. You know, you 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 can't be an EVP and a wrestler and a video game developer. You know, we we saw how that doesn't work out. So there's a lot they can do. There's a lot they they they're going to do, but they like I said for me, it just it's just weird. It's just weird how house shows are are doing better attendance. Like I said, I, I don't care about the ratings. I mean, they're they they fit their peak in ratings. Their 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 ratings is about eight sixty five, you know, each week. Um, they they went into, they they went into Saturdays knowing what what was going to happen in the fall. No different than WWE going into the fall on Monday nights. So, um, yeah, they 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 just need to focus on on being EVPs, being the best EVPs, and being executives, and not friends. I'm sorry. We may be friends, you know, growing up, maybe a friend because I got you this job. But once you sign that contract, I'm your fucking boss. I'm not your friend. Absolutely. You know, I'm your boss. And this is a wrestling organization. And you know what we do here. You know why we need to do this here. And you know what you need to do. And if you can't do it after a year or two years, we're going to have to figure out what's going on. You know, do we, do we use the option of a, third year on your contract or we just wish you the best so yeah that's life because i'm sure everyone would want to be vince mcmahon's friend i'm sure everyone wants to be uh wait i, I don't you? know if i don't know if everyone wants to be vince mcmahon's friend right yeah. now well you if if you work there you do you know whether you want to publicly admit it or not you know i don't know if uh, Ari Emanuel, I don't know if a lot of people, I don't, you know, I'm sure everyone wants to be his friend, but at the end of the day, he's a business person and now it's a business company and, you know, we'll see, you know, Ari has a client who is headed to WWE, you know, and I'm sure they're friends, but at the end of the day, she's his client. Right. 
And we're going to see what they can do with a star who is bigger than wrestling itself. But she's finally coming to WWE, and we'll see what's going to happen. And that's going to be fucking amazing. And uh, I just want to know, like, what name is she going to use? There's already right. Jade in the company. Right. <laughs> is Corey going to is Corey going to lose her last name? <laughs> well, it, it, if anyone could, I already see. Just call it Cora. <laughs> mm. but, uh, I hope we're not speaking about Cora next week, but it's a different story. Mm. Facts. Well, just just let me know when the tape comes out with her and Braun. <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, we're gonna just wrap it up here. Uh, final thoughts, uh, Rob. I am. I I can't wait for Jade to come and Jade Cargill to come in the company, and I hope she skips NXT. I said it, and I'll stand on that hill. Go skips NXT. Get get past that hump and just go straight to the promised land. And uh, I'm so looking forward to that. Uh, as for me, uh, you can catch me this week. I'll be performing at the uh, 18 bin on Tuesday at uh, nine o'clock. We'll be I'll be performing and doing my whole Trump get up. And you can catch me at Boss Comedy on Instagram. There you go. Sun City, Steve. All right. Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, doing all the stuff that you guys do. We appreciate each and every one of you. Very special thank you to all the brave men and women serving this country. Whether you're doing it on lands, foreign or domestic, thank you for doing what you do so that we can do what we love to do. And last but not least, repsports.com, R-E-P-P-Sports.com. Go there for all your pre-workout, weight loss, general energy needs. Again, that's repsports.com. Use promo code Vegas at checkout. Save yourself 15%. And Travis, final thoughts. Is Daryl going to allow this whole episode to air? Where is he at? No one explained to me where he's at today. Uh, it's it's wifey's birthday. Uh, oh, so is he at the Lady Gaga concert? <laughs> Busted out the white fuzzy slippers. <laughs> well, hopefully they they had a. Uh, oh, you oh so she shares a birthday with Stephanie McMahon. Very interesting. Oh so, yeah. yeah, very interesting. Um, yeah. So he gets to be Hunter tonight. <laughs> <laughs> He's checking that he bank account. The bed, go... he... He's checking that bank account to make sure he can afford one more kid. But, uh... <laughs> I can't play that game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that is it. Uh, good to be back on the the, the podcast here, and uh, I, I guess I'll ask where Rome is because he'll get a little mad if we don't ask. We're we're, we're Simon Street. No one cares. Good. I didn't. We didn't care anyway. Uh, so uh, can't say we didn't ask about it. But uh, yeah, that's it. I don't think there's anything else. I forget my Instagram handle. So whatever, find it somewhere. Are you? Hey, are you, oh, oh, Rob, you're in Vegas. Yes. How how long? Uh, Thirteen years. No, wait. You live in Vegas. Wait, you live yeah. in Vegas? Oh, yeah, I live I in Vegas now. I'm a New Yorker, but I, I live in Vegas now. Oh, okay. Well. Let's talk off air real quick because um, I'm in Vegas next week and I'll tell you guys why. There you go. Cool. All right. If you all want to hear that conversation, you'll have to figure out how to tune in. Join <laughs> my OnlyFans. <laughs> I don't have one yet, but you know. $9.99 a month. You could see me doing all of my Trump stuff, just the wig. <laughs> just the wig. Wait, wait does, the, uh, does the curtain match the drapes on that offer? First of all, 
It is a beautiful curtain and beautiful drapes. <laughs> the best drapes that you've ever seen. Believe it. Believe it. <laughs> All right, everyone. Until next week. Happy wrestling, everybody. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.